Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we've got a good one for you today. Russ Somatic is with us. Russ is the Regional Sales Director for uh, the state of Minnesota for GNA Partners. Russ, welcome. Well, well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Hey, it's a pleasure. Ha- yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure having you on. Let's give everyone an introduction to you and to GNA Partners. How how are you serving folks out there? Sure, sure. Uh, again, my name is Russ Somatic. I'm Regional Sales Director with GNA Partners. I've uh, been in Minneapolis for over five years here serving GNA. Uh, been in the market for over 20 years. Uh, GNA Partners is um, an HR services and solutions uh, provider. Um, we've, uh, you know, we've been in this business for about 25 years, and we're committed to helping small and medium-sized businesses prosper and uh, help them with their employees. Uh, we're classified as a PEO organization, professional employer organization. And, um, and again, like I said, we're, our, we primarily focus on small to medium-sized businesses up to maybe four, 400, 500 employees. And we specialize in everything HR, uh, from HR services, payroll administration, benefits administration, providing benefits, workers' uh, compensation, risk safety services, and then uh, obviously recruiting. Um, so we're, uh, you know, we, I like to think of us as kind of a, the toolbox, uh, the HR toolbox for, for many companies. That sounds uh, bigger than a toolbox to me, Russ. That, that <laughs> sounds, that sounds like you're providing almost the whole garage to, uh, to, to small, medium sized businesses. I mean, that's quite a backup, uh, uh, service that, that you're, you're taking off their plate. They don't have to worry about anymore. A- absolutely. We like to always think of it from where we actually help uh, a lot of our clients, you know, uh, from, I would say from hire to retire, right? So we mm. can p- provide all of those services in between. And in some cases, some clients may ask us to do that in a turnkey fashion where we can be that entire outsourced HR department for them. And in many cases, we just simply augment what has already been installed in the company, maybe providing them with additional services on recruiting, or per- perhaps it's just payroll administration and benefits administration. Uh, uh, you know, today, a lot of uh, a lot of effort, a lot of work is being done in the areas of recruiting, um, as you can imagine, and, um, you know, helping clients to, you know, attract and retain talent. For sure. So, Russ, uh, before we get into some of that, which sounds fascinating, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, I'm sure cu- I'm curious about your what makes you passionate about working uh, in this area, a little bit about your journey. Well, very, you know, I'll be happy to share a little bit of that. Um, you know, fortunately, I've had, I've had the good fortune of working for some very big employers in my past. You know, everything from United Technologies and being the vice president with Sprint PCS for a number of years, and working for Disney and ESPN. And inside those organizations, I was always classified as an intrapreneur. You know, so I would try to take the organization to the next level and always had that good funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, back in about 2002 or three or four, I 
left to start my own wireless venture a software development company. And when I did that, I got introduced to the world of PEO. And a good friend of mine who ran a um, organization herself uh, said, Russ, you know, you ought to think about this. You know, they can take a lot of those things that are bogging you down and, um, and take them off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. You know, as you, as you know, when you're an entrepreneur and it's your own money at stake, uh, you want to make sure that all your dollars are being spent uh, wisely. <laughs> and yeah. Working capital and cash flow is a serious issue. And um, so one of the things I found was working with a PEO helped alleviate a lot of those concerns when it came to HR. I didn't know what I didn't know. And um, so getting involved with a, a PEO helped, uh, helped me in, uh, quite a bit. Uh, so as uh, as luck would have it, we were fortunate to sell our group. I actually ran it uh, two different organizations, and we sold our group. And uh, with a couple kids in college, my wife said, "You know, um, hey, listen, it's not time to retire yet. Um, so, um, Russ, would you you know, take a look at something else?" And one of the the gentlemen that uh, I was working with, I was working with a PEO at the time. I said, listen, you know more about the PEO and how it operates than a lot of people. Why don't you come and lead our organization? Mm. And uh, ironically, they they hired me. <laughs> that was ele- that was eleven years ago. Um, so you know, I've, I've, the reason I kind of you mentioned about passion, I really see the benefit in this product and in the services we offer. There's so many things being thrown at entrepreneurs today, small business leaders. Uh, middle middle uh, market uh, folks uh, in terms of regulations, rules, regulations, policies, procedures. It's an ever-changing area, and it's very time-consuming, um, and it can be very costly if you make it air. And so the, having the ability to count on a PEO, an organization like GNA Partners, that uh, can take those things off your plate, centralize a lot of those uh, you know, you have a single point of contact. You can take advantage of their buying power when it comes to benefits and HR technology and services. All those things really played out. And um, so I get excited every time I go and sit down with a business leader or an owner or something like that. And and I have my deja vu moments of, whoa, I remember that. And I remember going through this. And, whoa, uh, you know, uh, it, it just it's, it inspires me to kind of help them. Uh, give them the best advice I can, and then uh, put our team to work and see what we can do to help make them more efficient and more prosperous. That's a, that's what an awesome story. You come to the table with a business owner uh, with a lot of credibility, having been on the other side uh, as a consumer of, of a PEO, a PEO um, service, and then uh, um, just your experience. Well, you know, it's been, yeah, I've been very fortunate with that. And I think that, um, I think that's really important, you know, um, you, you obviously, obviously there's a lot of information out in the marketplace today. I, uh, I remember talking to a, a university, a group of business students at a university one time. And I said, you know, when I grew up, we used to have to go to the library and read a book. And today you guys get to sit in front of a screen and, uh, you know, gather all the information you want. So, Today, I think buying decisions are made with people that you can trust and who have similar experiences. 
and who who really will say it to you straight. And so I've I've been blessed to have had those experiences. I will never try to sell somebody something they don't need. Um, you know, but at the same time, I can recognize some things that are happening uh, and and maybe provide them with some insights that might, you know, lead them down the right path to, you know, if it's with us, that's great. Um, if it's with somebody else, even, and it helps them, uh, I feel very uh, rewarded when that happens. Russ, let's talk about just the, the notion of what's been going on with businesses. And I, you know, I think you can argue for some businesses that their biggest issue over the last couple of years in this pandemic has been HR uh, when it comes to uh, whether it's work from home issues, are we going hybrid? I mean, what are we doing there? We're coming back to work, uh, talent uh, retention, uh, acquisition of talent, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion issues. I mean, it, it really goes on and on. And just talk about what that uh, backdrop is and, and what, as you visit small business owners, medium-sized business owners, what their mindset is around HR and how you help. Sure. sure. You know, that's a really, um, you know, great observation. It, you know, unfortunately, COVID's changed a lot of things uh, for a lot of organizations. Uh, and I, I think, um, you know, in tremendous ways and in ways that I think are going to be with us for a long, long time. Um, you know, obviously the first, you know, when the first COVID first hit, it was all about survival. It was like, what do we do? Where do we go? Uh, what's happening? How do we protect our people? Uh, how do we survive? You know, as businesses were intentionally shut down or unintentionally shut down. Um, so I think business owners first, you know, had to deal with panic. And then, uh, and then I think it, they, what I noticed was a lot of introspection of like, where are we? What are our policies? What are, what, how do we handle this? Um, Then you get it compounded by the federal government, you know, implying or creating new rules and regulations. You had things in place prior to COVID, you know, family medical leave act and, you know, things, um, you know, EEOC policies and all of those types of things affecting HR, but they really got, uh, tested during that time of COVID when you had to, um, you know, when people were starting to leave the workforce, asking for more time off, you know, did they have paid leave? Um, all these things started bubbling up. And unfortunately, you know, here we are, you know, moving into 2022. And I think we're still dealing with a lot of those um, topics, <clears throat> you know, as the government tries to help uh, put things in place. Sometimes it can create as much chaos as it can help. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, do, you know, are we doing this? Or are we not doing this? So over the last, um, year, year and a half, our organization has been, you know, basically walking a lot of business owners off the ledge, right. Uh, coming to them and saying, Hey, listen, we can help you on the regulation part. Mm. You, you focus on running your business. Uh, we'll even help you on your keeping track of your labor hours, uh, you know, doing time and attendance that, those types of things will help you with how you deal with Cobra and how you do with leaves and, and those things. But you focus on your business and trying to keep the doors open and the revenue flowing. And, and, and we do that. So we became uh, pretty popular with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously we were helping folks uh, keep track of hours and things of that nature to, for tax purposes. 
Um, then there were, you know, obviously how many hours, a lot of rework with policies with regards to, you know, again, how many hours of leave are going to be applied in each state. And, you know, granted, we have clients all across all 50 states. Each state deals with it in their own unique way. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so it, it's not just that we're helping our folks in Minnesota, which is a pretty progressive state. Uh, but in a lot of other states, uh, the rules and the regs change and they, they don't always apply the same way. And so I think um, when we work with our clients that have multiple facilities, uh, we give them a sense of relief that, you know, at least they've got an expert on their side. And GNA has people in each of those departments watching those specific topics um, and helping them to get there. Uh, but, you know, as I, I think, uh, you know, that seems to be the biggest Thing. There's just been a lot of turmoil, a lot of um, re-engineering of the HR departments and what they're doing. And we're also seeing, um, you know, just like in the nursing communities, we're seeing a lot of burnout in the HR world, right? You know, there's a lot of these small companies are, you know, the controller was the HR person. Right. Uh, you know, or, you know, the HR department department consisted of one person who did payroll and a whole myriad of other things. And sure. they can't be a subject matter expert on all those areas. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things that GNA brings to the table for a lot of our clients. Folks, Russ Somatic is with us. Russ is um, a regional sales director for Minnesota for GNA Partners. Russ, let's talk a little bit uh, specifically, uh, you talked about that piece on recruiting and retention, because that seems like it's pretty uh, kind of risen to the forefront here in terms of HR issues. Talk about what GNA does specifically to help your clients with uh, recruiting and retention. Sure. You know, uh, just kind of frame it. You know, one of the things that's happening right now, you know, obviously we hear a lot of words about the great resignation, you know, term and all of this kind of stuff happening. Well, a lot of employers are dealing with that, Uh, you know, in particular, the ones from, um, you know, I I think about the service industries, you know, the hotel entertainment, those types. So those types of folks there are looking for a lot more security now, maybe looking for ways to get away from the immediate contact with people. And they're trying to take those resources, you know, and their knowledge, which tend to be pretty transferable skills you know if they're good communicators and they have the drive and determination uh, they're able to look for other things so what gna partners is doing right now with a lot of our uh, clients is we have a what we call a recruiting uh, an actual recruiting department and um, we are uh, working with our clients to help identify some of that talent in in the marketplace and um, one of the things that uh, it used to be in year, years ago, people would just simply, you know, go to school, learn a trade, learn a skill, whatever, fill out a resume and send it in and try to get hired. Mm. Uh, and, you know, businesses would post openings and that type of thing. Well, in this day and age, there's more opportunities than there are people to fill the positions. And so our recruiting department has to, had to take on what they call an active recruiting practice, where we are actively seeking or going to companies or going to uh, organizations, schools, you name it, um, to identify people uh, that might be interested in making a career change. 
and looking at uh, how they might fit and use some of those skill sets, those transferable skill sets in, into you know, working with that organization. And um, so it's, got, it's gone from sitting back and waiting for the resumes to flow in through some website to actively calling and, and, and reaching out to uh, um, individuals and organizations and trying to identify those people proactively and uh, placing them into these roles where uh, we know they could survive and, uh, and prosper. So, Russ, let's talk a little bit about the types of companies and industries that are good fits for you. I mean, are, do you have a theme there? Sure. You know, one of the things I've always uh, noticed, you know, after the 11 years I've been in this, um, industries that tend to uh, sell the intellectual power or the you know, knowledge of their people mm-hmm. are really great candidates for PEO businesses, right? Because they get it. They're typically in the business of outsourcing that talent, engineers, architects, medical professions, you know, lawyers, uh, you know, IT professionals. Obviously, wherever you're already in the business of selling those skills, those people really line up uh, in the past. They line up really well with a PO because they get the picture. They get the, you know, the package, the understanding of it. Um, but what we've seen, I've seen over the last three or four years is a, uh, a tremendous a switch coming to other kinds of industries like, um, you know, for, for, for instance, manufacturing, manufacturing used to be pretty um, traditional, you know, they would have a, a, you know, a CEO and fill in all the gaps underneath and put all everybody there. And as more and more of those organizations uh, in their leadership ages out, you know, and retires, the younger generation is more open to looking at what what are we really good at? What mm. should we be doing? And uh, they're a lot more open-minded to uh, using an outsource uh, like uh, G&A Partners for their HR services. Um, the other one, too, that I've had, uh, we've actually picked up a, a couple of different organizations that are in um, uh, fun ones are, you know, the microbreweries and, um, you know, having to deal with, you know, hey, they got a production facility that they're dealing with, and they also have a an element that deals with, uh, you know, dealing with people maybe in their front brew room. Right. Uh, so, so we're seeing uh, we're seeing quite a bit of that. Um, interesting enough, uh, John. One thing that I've noticed also is uh, leadership uh, thinking outside the box. Years ago, it was it was pretty traditional, right? And this, and the idea or the concept of a PEO didn't resonate well. It was like, wow, are they trying to take over my business? You know, are they trying to run my people? And I think they're starting to come to the realization is we're we're typically uh, we're just really an outsourced HR department. We mm. we work for the owners. They run the company. Those people still report to that company. The owners are in charge of creating the culture and the you know what's there. And uh, so, again, as younger leadership starts to take over, they're more open minded to these new ways and new, you know, new, new options that exist for them. What are the, the I'm curious about maybe the biggest misconceptions that business owners have about a PEO. I mean, you've seen this from the client yeah. side and, and now you're, you're, you're on the other side 
as a provider, what, what are those biggest misconceptions that we can clear up right here on this show? Well, I think the, the number one uh, misconception is that uh, when you work with a PEO, the owners you know, are believing that they lose all control of their personnel and their people. Mm. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. The agreements that we have uh, with our customers specifically state that we are simply um, being hired to manage and run the HR department functions to, to deal with the tasks and the duties of HR. Mm-hmm. And they have the exclusive uh, and um, right or, you know, um, duty to control those people and run that business. So if we can uh, clear up anything, that would probably be the biggest one that's out there uh, that causes probably the biggest, uh, the most angst for a lot of folks. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, and then I think once they, if they can think about it uh, from a perspective of what are they uh, willing to, to uh, get rid of, right? What kinds of, if they could have people producing, uh, you know, more revenue and take away those non-revenue producing opportunities or those jobs and put them in our basket, what would that, what would happen to their business? You know, it could turn out to be um, something quite dramatic for them. And secondly, you know, they, they have the opportunity working with the PO to take advantage of GNA's buying power when it comes to HR uh, technology, uh, just uh, having access to the expertise and even with benefits, you know, mm-hmm. we provide our clients with access to a benefit program um, that uh, small businesses can't get access to. Mm. And um, so you think about how many, you know, how many checks are they writing today? And wouldn't it be nice to just write one and, and save some money on it? And that, and that's probably the big advantage to PEO today. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that. Russ Somatic is with us, folks. He is with GNA Partners. He's a regional sales director for uh, Minnesota for GNA. Uh, so, what do you see ahead in 2022? I mean, we've we've gone down this laundry list of of issues and concerns and problems that uh, the HR related that small businesses have dealt with over the last couple of years. What does it look like ahead in 2022? Well, I see. I see two or three things. Uh, prime primary areas. You know, one of them will be still on the, this transition of people. You know, a lot of people uh, reevaluating where they're working, what what are they doing. Um, you know, looking and wanting to make a difference in the world. Right? There's a lot of people out there looking at it, their existing jobs and saying, "Where is this really what I want to do? Uh, I want to make a difference," and that's driving a lot of that. I think you're going to also see a lot of people continuing to transition out of our high contact jobs and looking to say, hey, can I take my skill sets or can I go back to school and learn something new um, to, to, you know, to um, uh, help my family along and those types of things. So I think that's going to continue and we're going to see a lot more of that in the future. Um, I do think we're going to be dealing with um, a lot of things along family medical leave, you know, and leave policies because um, in this day and age, if you're having to take care of a family or you're having to take care of a child or somebody with COVID or whatever, it's come to the head that people need time uh, in their organizations to do that. Right. And so, you know, 
companies are going to have to deal with that, figure out a way to make that work. Um, and that's so that's going to be important. And I also think there's still uh, going to be a lot of pressure on benefits. Um, you know, benefits, it, it isn't just medical anymore. It's just not, you know, the physical side of it. It's the mental wellness and and um, how we're dealing with, you know, DEI and um, you know, diversity and inclusion and all those elements that are very, very important to give everybody a fair chance and to help try to control those costs. And we're going to have to uh, continue. And I think you're going to see a lot more pressure on, you know, maybe transparency when it comes to some of those things um, and billing. And um, But business owners are going to be in a, you know, in a tight bind. And I think, you know, working with organizations like GNA Partners, where you can get a little bit of that buying power, stay ahead of, it, ahead of the curve and what those trends are, uh, could prove be- very beneficial for them. So, Russ, this is this has been awesome. I, you know, you've really uh, delivered the goods here today, and I really appreciate you. I, I've got to ask you though before we let you go. Um, okay. I was looking. I was looking in the show notes. It said you grew up in Wisconsin. You're a Packer fan, but you're claiming also to be a Vikings fan. Now I'm trying to figure that one out. There <laughs> <laughs> well, you go. Yeah. So how is well, that possible? <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, well, here's here's the here's the story behind that. I've been in Minnesota for twenty some odd years now, and I absolutely love it. I just love the people here, and it's a great community. Uh, but I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, my father, uh, you know, anybody who was born and raised in Wisconsin has a little cheese running through them. And so we're kind of always uh, considered kind of Packer fans. Well, at, when at a very young age, I, my father took me to a game and uh, Ray Nitschke signed an autograph in a playbook on my back. Oh, wow. And uh, okay. so after that happens, you, you better not tell people you're not a Packer fan. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I am very much a uh a Minnesota fan and through, uh, you know, love my twins, love my bikes and, and, uh, love the wild. So, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how that works. Well, you know? thanks so. for letting me give you a hard time about that one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, this has been great. Uh, Russ, uh, lots of great information. I can't imagine at this point, uh, there aren't some folks that, um, um, want more information and want to get, uh, pick your brain on a few things and, uh, maybe find out about your services. So let's, let's give them directions on how to find you. You know, one of the things I would recommend to anybody, and again, back to my college story, I'd, I'd tell everybody hit the website, go to, uh, www.gnapartners.com. Um, we've got a tremendous website. It's very intuitive and there's some really great tidbits and testimonials from our customers about, how they applied some of these services that we have. And I would highly recommend that, uh, again, along with some case studies. Uh, locally, you can reach me right here in Edina, Minnesota. At um, I'll give you my, uh, my office number. It's 952-656-0180. Again, 952-656-0180. And if you call that number, they can reach me anywhere. We are available. They know how to track us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, and again, if uh, somebody wants to reach out to di- directly to me, I can be reached at, uh, R somatic S I M a T I C at G and a partners.com. 
Um, so that's my uh, email address. Russ Somatic, folks, uh, GNA Partners. Russ, this has been both fun and informative, the best kind of interviews. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, for You're coming very up. welcome, John. Yeah, a lot, yeah, we, we we appreciate you and the great work that you do for small businesses uh, in our region. Thank you very much. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. So if you are not subscribed to the show on your favorite app, uh, go do so and uh, use that search term, and you'll easily find the show and. Uh, please subscribe and like, and, and, uh, share the show. It's not about me or business radio X. It's about our great guests that we've had on the show, like Russ who work with small business, celebrate small business. We want them to be found and, uh, for them to prosper. So, uh, you're sharing the show and, uh, helping us in that regard helps our guests. And that's what we're looking for. So if you could do that, we'd appreciate it. And this is our last show for 2021 for Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. Lots of big plans for 2022. We appreciate you, our listeners, uh, joining us this year and look forward to catching you on the other side uh, in our, in the new year. Happy New Year to all of you. And for Russ Somatic, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here in the new year on Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. <laughs>